Hello, friends. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast, where we uncover modalities, habits, and technologies that enable people, teams, and organizations to break the unhealthy trance of busyness and evolve into a calm, deliberate, and healthy way of accomplishing far more in less time. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow evolving humans, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Focus to Evolve podcast. Now, today's very special. Well, actually, every day is very special. But today, for me, is very special because I get to share with you something that utterly changed my life in a way that I was catapulted into an ability to produce way more per hour worked than ever before in my life. And it has to do with what I like to call the craft of focus. And the other side of that that rarely gets talked about, the craft of unfocus. And when you mix these two, when you let these two natural states dance together, something very magical happens. You optimize. I mean, you are catapulted into a whole other zip code of getting more meaningful work done in less time and with less agitation. And I will add, way more health, because it's the natural way that we were supposed to be doing things, in undulations, in focus, instead of in this cult of focus only. Everyone's pursuing how to focus. It is very important. But equally important is the other side of that stick, and that is to learn the craft of unfocus. So we're going to split today's episode into two. The first one, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into focus and the benefit of focus and really kind of how to do it and why it matters. And then in the last half, we're going to touch on this idea of actual unfocus, which is so, so important to the formula. So let's go ahead and take a look at focus. Why is it? Well, I mean, let me start actually not with why, but what is it? So focus is really an aperture setting (laughs) of our brain and our attention. All right, so if you think of light, you know, if you focus photons, if you focus light down to a very small focal point, it literally cuts <laughs> through things. It lights things on fire. I mean, it really destroys things. And if you're thinking of your task list, well, that same thing happens. If you take your attention and your mind and you laser focus it on just one thing at a time, you burn that thing right up. You cut right through it with ease, believe it or not. Most of us are torn into a thousand directions. I mean, I've read studies on the amount that we are distracted. It ranges anywhere between 50 and 80 times per day in the Western working world. So focus on one thing and getting to that laser point of just one thing at a time, it's pretty rare. Ambient light, on the other hand, you know, versus uh, focal laser light, well, that doesn't cut through anything. It just kind of illuminates the room which has its own value, but we'll get into that when we get to the unfocused portion. So, you know, that's kind of what it is. And from a uh, brain chemistry and a body chemistry and a vibrational state, focus can absolutely be measured. I mean, it's a real thing. If you have an fMRI, an EEG, or if you did blood panels when you were deeply focusing and starting to fall into what we call here at Focus to Evolve, flow state. Obviously, that's not ours. That's that's out there. The neuroscientists would call it uh, transient hypofrontality. 
And this is where the human creature becomes kind of an X-man or an X-woman version of themselves. You get this crazy large connectome, the speed of thought, the accuracy of thought, the access to heuristic wisdom, the access to memory, all goes up by a factor of two times to what McKinsey and company even coined five times. They did a 10-year study, a longitudinal study on a group of bookholding managers. Their output went up by five times. And they said it was because their people learned how to focus, basically, to enter this flow state. And we teach that here at Focus to Evolve. I've seen it in my own life. It was a lever that I pulled that I couldn't believe. And it really is something uh, to behold. Uh, so it's kind of like... Um, uh, you know, it's a uh, when you're focusing, you're in this production mode. You're in this performance mode, uh, kind of like you're you're expressing your masculine energetics. Uh, I'm not talking about male female uh, masculinity. I'm talking about the masculine energetic expression of building, of creating, of fighting, of defending. You know, it's the activity. It's where things get done. To be quite honest, and the other side of that is the unfocus, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, where it's recovery. It's creativity. It's more spiritual. It's kind of listening to source. We're not doing. We're actually getting a kind of wisdom that we don't really have our heads around. We really don't know <laughs> where consciousness lays within us. Uh, we are now the latest in, uh, in, in some of the neurosciences are, are kind of saying we, we believe consciousness actually might be substrate independent. So that really kind of mixes it up. <laughs> so at any rate, we want to stay on this, this focus thing for a minute here uh, before we jump into the unfocus, which is quite magical in and of its own. Let's talk about that focus. And if we do get really good at focusing, why does it matter? So as I already mentioned, uh, a cognitive expansion, your connectome actually enhances its ability when you protect it to just do one thing at a time. And just imagine in your day, if you could literally have output that is two times in terms of what you get done, of the thought you put in, the heuristic wisdom, the access of thinking, two times. Let's just go with the minimum number that is being reported when you get really good at just focusing on one thing at a time, one task, one portion of an initiative. Two times. Let's just pretend it's two times. Never mind what McKenzie says with five times. I've seen actually five times for sure in my own life, but I've worked on this for a while. So I've, I've gotten pretty good at this and everyone can. It's like I said, it's a natural human state of being once you protect it and you allow yourself to fall into this. What would two times your output mean to you? Really think about that. What would you do with the time that would that you would find, the time that would come back to you through this efficiency of mind utilization when you deeply focus in a protected manner to do the things you want to do? Well, there are really two options. With that time back, would you keep the time and, and use it for recovery for self or recovery of relationships in your life or building relationships in your life? Or you could utilize that time to dump it back into the business or the profession or your craft to make more money, for instance. Or you could do both, a little bit of both, uh, because we're not talking about 10 minutes per week coming back to you here. <laughs> we're talking about half of the week coming back to you. That's a ton of time. 
in our trainings, this being just one of the many modalities we dive into down to a molecular level, we're touting uh, half a day to one day back on just the initial training. And so with just this flow state and this deep focus to get you to flow state, already you're talking about half a day to a day coming back to you just in cognitive uh, efficiencies found that we all have naturally. We just kind of have to craft our environment, utilize a couple interesting tools, and whammo, you're pretty much off to it. And so really, uh, in addition to that, not only speed and accuracy and access to heuristic wisdom, it's kind of like your highest self gets to do your service in the world. And that's what you want. You don't want the busy, hurried, exhausted self out there delivering to the world all the time. No way. You want your highest self. That's that's your name. That's your brand out there working every day. And so doing it in a way that's highly focused, that gets things done faster, your life is enhanced. Your manager's life is enhanced. Your customer's life is enhanced. The employees you work with, your coworkers, well, they love working with you like this because you get so much done. You're so dependable and you do it quickly. And by the way, the big one, your family loves it. Because you get so much time back, you can start going to those extra baseball games, do the extra ice cream stops, you know, build those family relationships, build those loving friend relationships with the gained time. So this is really important stuff. I mean, this is our life we're talking about. You know, when I talk to people and audiences, they'll, they'll say, well, yeah, that's flow state and you multiply your cognitive abilities. And, they, you know, sometimes I get an eye roll on that and that's okay. This isn't for everybody. I'm not shoving this down anybody's throat. And I, I would encourage you, if this is not resonating with you and you're having a severe allergic reaction, definitely hang up and don't listen to my podcast anymore. That's <laughs> totally fine. But who is this for? That's the interesting part. You don't have to be some CEO or a big managing director of some big country unit of a gigantic uh, company. This is for every role, every skill level, every seniority level. This is for any human who is spending minutes and calories to get meaningful things done. And, and you are the only one who deems what is meaningful or not. It helps you to get those things done with fewer calories and fewer minutes. I mean, who would say no to that? It's, it's just so important. It's incredible. That's why we call it a meta skill. So it's a skill that's at meta level because once you learn it and you get good at it and you keep practicing that muscle, it affects every single other area of your life, kind of like reading. Reading is a cool meta skill. You didn't know how to do it when you were born. Somebody taught you, and thank goodness they did because since you learned how to read, well, geez, look where you are now. It's, it's a pretty big deal. You certainly wouldn't have the job you have now if you could not read. Uh, you probably wouldn't be in the relationship you're in right now if you didn't read. All kinds of things would go on. So when we look at this flow state, it, it's really a matter of when and how. All right. So the when can you do flow state? Well, that comes with pretty much knowing your situation. Know yourself. What's your chronotype? Are you a morning person? Are you a midday person? 
Are you an evening person? Are you one of those lucky dolphins, the chronotypes, that maps show dolphins can do any of those? Uh, very lucky. I'm, I'm actually a morning person, which is called a lion archetype. But then you wouldn't want to really ask me to do much in the evening. <laughs> I spend all of my energy in the morning. And then you also want to know your own, your work rhythms. What are your battle rhythms at work? When do your customers need you? So in other words, when's the world going to be very distractive for you? And try not to do your deep focus in your flow state at that time. Find out, really just study how you work and what you are, and then put your deep focus times when the natural rhythms of your life show you. So it's not even really something you need to try to figure out. You kind of just observe and then put those flow sessions in those times, all right? You also want to talk to your teams at work and even your family if you work at home when it's time that, uh, you know, I, I, my kids know, hey, when dad goes in and he does that deep focus, that flow state work, yeah, you don't interrupt. <laughs> Obviously, emergencies, no problem. You can kick the door in like the Kool-Aid man, no problem. But if it's not a DEFCON 5 emergency, uh, don't disturb because I'm busy five timesing my cognitive abilities. It's one of the most important meetings of my day. It's a meeting with a five times version of myself. And that's how deep focus should be looked at. Now, there are a lot of amazing books out there on this subject. Uh, I always like to give at least one book reference. The one I will reference on this podcast today is one of the probably the greatest books ever written on this focus idea. It's called Deep Work. You've probably already heard of it if you're kind of in this space by Cal Newport. And it's just a, a beautiful kind of a how-to manual and a why manual that explains the benefit of this deep flow, this deep work, and this modality of, of handling your, really your work and your life. But here at Focus to Evolve, it really is not about work and life. Uh, I, I think it's all just life and it's minutes of our life going by. So we should do it efficiently. We should do it effectively. We should do it deliberately. And going deep on the craft of focusing is one of the ways to really maximize that. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So let's now take a look at unfocus and do the same thing. Let's do a little bit of a deep dive into unfocus and why it matters to you. So similar to focus, with unfocus, we are again looking at a mind aperture, all right? In unfocus, the aperture opens so you see more of the proverbial room, so to speak. And if we stick with this 
this metaphor of light, focus being laser, it's on one thing, it crushes through the thing it's looking at or it's attended on. Uh, the ambient light, which is the cousin to unfocus, well, it illuminates the room around you. So it's kind of like if you were in a dark warehouse and you put one of those laser light, those LED lights on your helmet <laughs> walking through this warehouse, well, you would see very clearly what's right in front of you. It would be great for that. But if all of a sudden you heard a noise off to the left or the right, it would be total darkness. You wouldn't see it. And so with our work, it's kind of like that. When we're focusing on one thing, well, yeah, we're getting through that. It's where we're analyzing. You know, it's all frontal. It's in our frontal cortex. Uh, but there might be solutions or creative ideas floating around us that would completely take care of this problem in a far more efficient way or an effective way or a more creative way. And therein lies the magic of unfocus. You see, when a human brain decides to relax, whether it be deliberately or undeliberately, it goes into what is known as the default mode network. And the default mode network is responsible for a whole lot, including identity of self and all kinds of things. But it's different from this executive command of all frontal cortex where you're very focused. The default mode network opens at aperture. It makes the light go from laser to ambient light. And all of a sudden, these ideas, these non-associated connections happen. And connections lead to new ideas. New ideas lead to new solutions. And all of a sudden, you're carving through work in a different way than that would ever been allowable with just your focused mind at work. So you really do want to engineer in both focus work, but then also have unfocused work going on or unfocused living. It doesn't even have to be work. In fact, it really kind of shouldn't be work. You, you do your work in that focused manner, but then you release it. You go out to wave form and you let that default mode network kind of take charge. There's a neurotransmitter called anandamide that gets flowing kind of high when a person is not focused. And the anandamide kind of allows your brain, amongst other every other things, does a lot actually, but anandamide, one of its primary focuses is that it allows you to have this kind of a town hall meeting within your brain. Your left hemisphere, your right hemisphere gets to react and connect. Your uh, frontal cortex and your limbic and your rear brain lobes get the chance to all kind of talk versus in focus mode. You're mainly in your frontal cortex and you have high power in focusing on one thing, but you don't get those cool creative ideas. So you could also call unfocus when you start doing it deliberately and understand the power of it. It's kind of like if you want to do a little bit of hunch cultivation, all right? So it's kind of like taking your Dixie cup of creativity, which we all have when we are focusing on one thing at a time and exchanging it for a five gallon bucket of creativity, all right? So that's, that's the benefit of it. And both are very valuable. Focusing, super valuable to get things done that are clearly defined. But unfocus, well, that's where that really creative idea comes. And we've all witnessed the default mode network at work here on the creative side. You ever been taking a shower and uh, you know, you're just relaxed, you're not thinking about work at all. And then all of a sudden, boom, the idea comes that feels so good about this gritty problem you've been having at work. 
in the shower while you're enjoying yourself or when you're driving and your favorite songs on the radio. Well, you know, the neurochemical position there, the body chemical position there has allowed your aperture of your mind to quite literally open. And so it's super important stuff. That's one aspect of unfocus is that you kind of get access to this default mode network or your creative center, the genius in you gets to come out. There's another very important variable of unfocus, and that is rest and recovery. So we humans, actually all multi-celled living organisms, go through the ultradian rhythm, which is for humans about a 90-minute cycle where you want to produce, you want to build and defend and fight. And then your body, your vagal toning, your your body chemistry needs to downregulate. You need to come back to center. And you've got a little bit too much cortisol going through you, a little bit too much adrenaline, and sometimes a little bit too much uh, amygdala activity. And that those are all kind of like fight, flight, and focus things. And so your body kind of says, hey, I need to take a little break. I need to down-regulate, get back to center. And so a, a pretty deep rest is called for. And that does require unfocus. You need to turn that frontal cortex off give your brain, your body, and all the chemistry a break, and it will regulate quite quickly. They say within 10 to 15 to 20 minutes for some, you pretty much do get back to center uh, versus just kind of coffeeing through another round that should have been a natural rest cycle. It's really not too good of an idea to do that uh, over a whole day, over a whole week, a month. Unfortunately, here in the West, in the working world, in the, the corporate warrior society that we're in, uh, we're, we're doing that for an entire career, <laughs> never mind one day. Uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. We should be the change in the world that we want to see. Only long-term, courageous adherence to these more intelligent practices so that we're more effective, we're more creative. That's the way to build it into culture. You have the courage to do it. Others see it. They see your effectiveness. They see you are well-rested. And they see you're very profitable and very productive and effective too. So it's it's this magical unicorn state that we here at Focus to Evolve call spacious productivity. We also call it balanced thriving, where you really are one of the highest producers in any office, while at the same time, you maintain this calm and deliberate and authentic disposition. Uh, it's a strange thing to behold <laughs> when when you're not used to seeing it. Uh, the The frantic show of corporate sprinting and exhaustion as a badge of honor, that's that's not the evolved way. It's not healthy. It's not as productive. It's certainly not as profitable. You would never want to bet on a boxer who you never give a break to. Uh, they, they need those corners, uh, those corner breaks, the NASCAR race. They need the pit stops. They'd never win a race. Not sure why business humans went and said, we're the only creatures on earth that don't need a break uh, between the bells. It's just, you wake in the morning, you coffee through all your natural biorhythms, and we'll see at the end of the day when your family gets the crisp, leftover, burnt, charred pieces of you. (laughs) I'm only allowed to laugh at that because I went through a severe phase of that in my life before, with the help of many real samurai of productivity, got me out of that. Uh, but that's that's what I've dedicated my life to now. And that's why I, I heard it once said that my mess really did become my message. And uh, that's, that's kind of what we do here at Folks to Evolve. So I'm just happy to be able to share this with you. So in summary, let's wrap this up. Engineer in 
very protected focus. Just get bold with it, get courageous with it, and do it. You'll be surprised how much easier and faster work and the important tasks feel. And then, in addition to that, work in and engineer into your day unfocused. And that gives you the break. It gives your biology the reset that it needs to then re-enter the round, the next round, your full self, your highest self with full energy. So it's really a matter of making the decision, having the intention, and building it into your plan for the day. It should literally be in your calendar that way. So hopefully this has helped you to kind of have a little more awareness around how the most effective expression of you can be and should be. If you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out to us here at Focus to Evolve. We love to talk about this stuff. We're passionate about it. It changed our lives and tens of thousands of others who have been through our engagements. And we wish you the best in your calm, deliberate, and authentic delivery to the world. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to our producing director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Jason Hinkle, thanking you for tuning in today and inviting you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you think this may help others in your personal or professional network, please share today's episode. Until next time, I wish you a calm, deliberate, and authentic week ahead. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.